Hello and good afternoon, good evening, good morning. We're worldwide. I my name is Travis. This is Oscar Mike Radio, number two one one two hundred and eleven. It's just going by quick. And I'm pleased to be joined by the part four. Last but not least, Jesse Ha of Knoxville, Tennessee, Reverend Warriors Hike Coordinator. Jesse, welcome to Oscar Mike Radio. What's going on, guys? How are you doing, man? Man, I'm doing great. Sorry, I'm kind of walking around right now. I'm just trying to find a quiet spot. Well, yes, that's that's hey, that's that's life's challenges, especially with teenagers or when you're just out and about. Uh, we kind of met briefly, man, at the Nashville hike a couple of weeks ago, and um, you're doing the Knoxville hike. And what I've done is, you know, Andrew, I met Andrew last year and, and talked about his hike last year, but I've done every Tennessee hike for 2020 and, and Knoxville is just by way of date the last one, but it's a pretty cool place. And so I kind of wanted to learn about you, about Knoxville, about the hike. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So we, uh, we had originally, uh, Knoxville was actually slated to be the, the first hike of uh, Tennessee uh, pre-COVID. Um, our original hike date was May 22nd. And, uh, you know, as, as everything started unfolding, um, you know, we had to cancel the hike and put a, put a new date of October 17th. And so we've been, we've been working at this all, I mean, literally all year long, uh, getting this uh, hike planned and um, set up for everybody. And, you know, it, it's going to be an amazing experience for everybody. I mean, the, the volunteers I have working on this has worked, has been working tire, tirelessly on making this just uh, a great experience for everybody. Uh, and, and I hope, I hope um, I'm, I'm kind of putting my, my, my level up high. I, I hope it's the best hike in Tennessee. Well, I, I have no doubt of that. I have no doubt of that. Um, so a little bit about you, uh, you know, you have to be a veteran to, you know, march in the hike. What did you do in the military before you got out? Well, um, um, I was in the Marines, uh, from ni- 98 to 2002. I was, uh, motor T, um, attached with artillery. Um, so, um, I served, uh, over at Camp Lejeune, uh, at North Carolina and, uh, I was in the first unit into Afghanistan, um, after September 11th. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. So, um, I served the Marine Corps and, uh, you still had the five tons then, right? Because that's what I drove. Yes, yes. So, so what was kind of kind of crazy about my experience is the first two years I was in the Marines, I was an ambulance operator. I was basically like uh, a commercial ambulance driver for the Marines. Um, so for the first two years in the Marines, I drove ambulances. I was required to do everything that you know your EMTs were required to do. And after about two years of being doing that in the Marines, I was like, you know, I just didn't join the Marines to be an ambulance driver. I wanted to get more experience out of it. And so I volunteered to get out of the unit and I, I got plugged into uh, the Artie unit, um, which was getting ready to go on a pump, you know, a six month pump overseas with the 26 mu that's pre September 11th. And so we had done all of our training, uh, all of our workups. Um, we were actually, our, our secondary mission was embassy reinforcement. So 
while we were overseas, if an embassy got attacked, we were their backup. And so I got to do all the cool high speed, low drag kind of training with, with that, all the, all the experiences that I always wanted. Um, and then, you know, as we all know, September 11th happened and we were going, we got shipped out September 19th. That was quick. Now, just, just real quick to clarify, did you drive the, the, the Marine Corps Humvee ambulance or a real like ambulance ambulance? Real, real uh, commercial ambulance. Um, I drove just like the ones you see out on the road. Um, and um, once, uh, once I got doing, done doing that, I was basically a five-ton operator or a Humvee operator. I, I had my license in almost every vehicle. Um, uh, excuse me. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry about that. I had a phone call. No um, had, actually had my license. I was one of the first guys in my, in my unit to have their seven-ton uh, license as well. Awesome. Awesome. Well, it's, it's kind of weird just, and then we'll move on to something else. When, when I was in, in my MOS, we pulled our own gear to the field. So we drove our own gear to the field. And I had guys in artillery telling me that the motor T guys drove their cans out to the field and they just emplaced them. I'm like, Nope, we pulled the, I had my own five ton. I had to, you know, service it, get it ready to go, make sure it was filled yeah. up the whole nine yards. So, um, I heard the seven ton was a huge improvement over uh, what we drove. Yeah, yeah, it was a, it was like a big Oshkosh truck. I mean, it was all push button, had run flats in it. Um, I mean, it was definitely, you know, I mean, the five tons. We actually got those uh, uh, from the army. Right. They were they were the vehicles in the seventies, and so um, if. A lot of times, if you looked at the issue date um, on the five tons, it said issued to the Army on such and such date in the 70s. And that's what we were using back in like 2001, you know? Right, right. So, so you're doing this, and in about a week and a couple of days, you go from being in Lejeune to Afghanistan. And people don't understand, that's just how quickly Marines can deploy worldwide. What's, what's that like going from point A to point B? like that because a lot of a lot of plumbers take six months just to spool up and you guys did it in a little over a week well i mean we we were scheduled to go overseas anyways we were on the attachment to go overseas you know um so i mean we had done about six months of workups um but you know we weren't scheduled to leave um you know when when september 11th happened everybody was kind of on block leave we were getting ready to go but everybody got recalled off a of block leave. And um, we were actually supposed to go up to New York City with our five tons. Um, we were all issued, all the motor T operators was issued um, like a hundred body bags. We were gonna put all the, all the people that passed away uh, from the World Trade Centers in the back of our trucks. And so I'm really glad I didn't get to do that. Um, um, Instead, we just hopped on board the ship uh, September 19th. And, you know, when, when, when the ships go overseas, a lot of people don't know this. A lot of times um, when, when our ships go across the pond, they kind of go into a zigzag information, you know, uh, or formation, I should say. Um, but we went straight across and that indicates an attack mode overseas. So you do that, and you spent some time in Afghanistan. You spent like two years in Afghanistan or just six months? 
No, we we were only in my unit uh, specifically was only in Afghanistan for about two months. So you were the, one of the first ones there. You set up and you do that, and and you come back. What was it like coming back and getting back into the U.S. after after doing so fast? You know, I mean, it's it's um, it's kind of like a shell shock a little bit. You know, yeah. you just you, you you go over, you anticipate everything that could happen in that type of theater. Uh, you know, war that type of stuff. You build yourself up for all that um experience and then when you get through it you know you just kind of you, you come back and i mean it's it's a big weight off your shoulders but it really is but isn't um you know because you know you just don't really know what to do next you right. know so you do your you do your time and you get out and then did you grow up in the knoxville area did you grow up are you a tennessee native or did you? So, so I grew up upstate New York, and um, the um, I, I I got hooked up with a company that does uh, paintless dent repair. I fixed dents in cars, and they they uh, one of their job requirements was I had to be able to move. So I moved from North Carolina to Knoxville, Tennessee. Had no ties in Knoxville, Tennessee, and I've worked pretty much in Knoxville ever since uh, I got out um, in uh, two thousand been here in knoxville since 2003 okay so for a while but still not home so you're, you're getting out you're having to adjust to a new career and being in a new place what was that like because for for a lot of people who get out and moving to a new place that's not home it can be very daunting yeah you know when um you know i think i think because in the Marines, you know, a lot of guys may may experience this. It seemed like we bounced around a lot. You know, we went from we went from boot camp, we went to, you know, um, combat training, then we went to our MOS school, and then finally, after all that, we got stationed. Um, you know, our duty station, and so it always felt like I was kind of bouncing around a little where, a little everywhere. So, you know, when I got out. Moving to Knoxville was a pretty easy thing for me. I could really go anywhere at that point in my life. I didn't have kids. Um, I was married. Um, and so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty personable guy. I, 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 I know. You know I can make, I can make friends pretty, pretty, pretty easily. Um, I'm a really outgoing guy. Uh, you know, I like to have a good time wherever I'm at. And, and folks, uh, see when, when we, hide together in Nashville. I knew who he was within three seconds and we were like best buds five minutes later. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, man, I like to have a good time. You know, if, uh, if, if we're not having fun, then there's no sense in it, you know? So you're, you're establishing your, your base, you're in Knoxville, you're working. How, when did you know, Reverend Warrior start becoming, you know, part of your life and how'd that happen? So probably, probably in the last five years, um, I'd say five or six years. I've 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 had a lot of close friends that I served with um, in Afghanistan and and back in you know my my uh, artillery battery. I've had a lot of friends that have committed suicide. Um, two really close friends um, that I was close to, and you know I I always felt afterwards that you know 
I wish I had done more. I wish I had called her more. I, you know, I almost felt a little guilty for not reaching out, out enough. Um, you know, and, and so, you know, I started looking into many different organizations. Um, you know, um, I was, I, I got really involved with, uh, team RWB, red, white, and blue. And then right. through that, I, I found a reverend warriors, um, you know, it's, it's kind of funny. Once you like one certain nonprofit, a bunch start um, popping up in your newsfeed on Facebook. And so I saw, I saw like a, an article about it. You know, I think I saw something about the Nashville hike, everybody uh, walking around in their silkies. I was like, man, I got to be a part of that. You know, I was like, it felt home for me. Right. And so, you know, but the, the, the bigger, the, the bigger thing for me outside of that, is, you know, I was living my day-to-day life, you know, I was, um, I'm, I'm married, I got four kids, I run a, I run a successful business, and, and, you know, I would consider myself a real lucky guy, but there was some, and a really blessed, blessed person, you know, and for some reason, I just got this feeling inside that there was something missing, there was something more missing, and I just, and I couldn't put my finger on it. And, it, and for me, what it was is when I went out to like the, my first Silkies hike and when I first got out there, got back involved in the veteran community, man, it, it, it struck me like a ton of bricks. It just hit me that I needed the, this is what I needed to be. This is where I needed to do it and, and, and help other people through this. And you really feel that the Irreverent Warriors mission does that in, in, in many different ways. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, I mean, it's really incredible. You know, you go, you go to this hike, it's six, seven, eight, nine miles long, however long it is. A lot of us, we come there as strangers. We do have a lot in common because we wore the uniform. Um, We may not have ever met, but within, you know, an hour or two hours, you get talking with people, you open up a little bit and you share a few laughs, you share a few stories and then you feel more connected to somebody on a more level than you do people outside of uh, the veteran community. You know, when you go to work every day, you know, if you don't work it around veterans, they just don't get it. No. But, you know, the veteran, you know, um, Andrew Farr said something really good. The best, the best uh, thing for a veteran is another veteran. Um, and, and, and I mean, that's so true. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's helped me personally. It's helped, you know, and I've helped a lot of people through it. I've had a lot of people contact me through this COVID time, uh, reaching out to me, just needed a, someone to talk to about whatever they were dealing with, just somebody. And, you know, I, I mean, these are people maybe I didn't even know, but they, they, they thought, hey, I, maybe I could call him, you know, and, and, and that means a lot to me. Well, that's good. That's good. So this is in Knoxville, and I asked, I've asked Bobby, I've asked Zach, I've asked Nick, and I'm going to ask you, part of the fun of the hike is the city. It's kind of like the city gets a chance to kind of, you know, sell itself. And, and each city in Tennessee is, um, you know, different. It's so different that I thought we were doing this in central time. No, Tennessee's <laughs> so long that it actually has multiple time zones. It was weird. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about Knoxville and what it means to you and, and, and how it's different than the other towns. 
that so Knoxville, place. Knoxville, even though it's a, it, you know, it's not a huge city. It's not nearly the size of Nashville, but there's some really iconic things uh, going on in Knoxville. It's one of the very first places that hosted the World's Fair Park uh, back in the 80s. So when you, when you go by Knoxville or if you see pictures of Knoxville, you'll see a huge, it looks like a uh, great big soccer or uh, basketball. It's called the Sun Sphere. And um, there's only select cities uh, back then that got to do it. They did this all over the world. Knoxville's one of those places. Um, so the, um, and then, you know, Knoxville's also the home of the Tennessee Volunteers, um, you know, football, um, SEC football. You know, I know a lot of guys may be coming from other areas that, you know, LSU. Florida fans, Alabama fans, whatever, uh, Vanderbilt fans. LSU. But, you know, um, that's another pretty – I mean, just to see that stadium that holds 100,000 people is incredible. Um, you know, we have this really cool um, old uh, Tennessee theater. It's it's another one of those iconic theaters. Uh, there's not too many of them still in existence. Um, just really cool. I mean, we're going to be walking right by it. Um, we're going to be going right over the waterfront in uh, the Tennessee River. Um, and man, I mean, it's going to be such a beautiful hike. Um, I mean, we put a lot of thought and effort into planning the route of this. We're going to showcase downtown Knoxville. Um, we're going to showcase, we're going to be walking right by the national veterans cemetery in Knoxville. Um, I mean, it's, it's going to be a really great experience Uh, the world's fair park holds um you know the veterans war memorial um or memorial i should say um and it's just a really fun town awesome awesome so the hike is october 17th yep and you're stepping off at nine o'clock in the morning you know i'd say we're probably going to be pushing off around nine nine thirty um okay. you know I know registration starts between eight or nine. We're going to have kind of a stagger uh, registration process, process just to deal with all the, the COVID restrictions and stuff like that. So we need to kind of spread it out um, to, to, to kind of manage that. But um, so I'm hoping that we step off around 930. But by then, everybody should be there. Everybody should get there between eight and nine. Is, is, there, till, is there still time to sign up for your hike? Absolutely. Um, I mean, I encourage people to sign up now, like today, like get on there and sign up as soon as possible. Uh, for one, for one, we have a deadline that you can get purchase all your swag. That's for one. Um, all, all the swag needs to be purchased by a, a certain date. Like, I think they cut it off like two weeks prior, which we're coming up on pretty quick. But the other thing is it really helps us um, hiking coordinators let us know how many people we're going to need to feed breakfast, lunch, and dinner to. So we can give all these restaurants that we already have set up a head count. And uh, so we can try to manage how much food to get and how much water to get um, and stuff like that. So, I mean, I, I, I mean, you can, you can sign up the day of, but you know, sign up if, if you can sign up as soon as possible. So you're, you're taking off. You've got, how many people do you have signed up so far? Because uh, like, like, like it's, it's 
most of the hikes I've been told are averaging between 125 to upwards of 175 people, which is a lot considering yeah. the, the hassles with COVID. Yeah. So um, the last I looked, which was about two weeks ago, we had 50 or 60 people pre-signed up. But nice. as, as we get closer and closer, those numbers will start multiplying. Um, we're expecting probably about 100 people. This is our first hike, uh, first Knoxville hike. Uh, so we're still getting our feet wet. But we really need to encourage people to come out, you know, support the hike. Because if, if we make this a great hike this year, people are going to want to come next year and the year after. And, and, then, and then the movement becomes 100 to maybe 150 to 100, uh, you know, 200 people. And so, I mean, it's, it's really important to make a good first impression and get as many hikers as we can out there. That's amazing. That's amazing. Now, speaking of support with the restaurants providing food and other things, who is, uh, from a business standpoint, you know, sponsoring or supporting the hike with, you know, water or food or, you know, logistical support? So we got, we got Next Level Brewery, uh, which is a veteran-owned company. Um, they are going to be helping us with the meet and greet. Um, they're going to have a food truck out there. Um, they're also going to be a part of our, one of our route stops. Uh, that's going to be really awesome. We're, we're getting sponsored by uh, Ken Joe Gas Station, Marathon Gas Station, Pilot Gas Station, oh, wow. Pilot Flying J. We've been sponsored by, um, we have, um, you know, the biggest country radio station, um, WIVK, they may be coming out. We have uh, a news reporter with WVLT, Abby. Um, I can't pronounce her last name, but she's, uh, she's great. She's helped us in the past. Um, she's going to be coming out. We have a bunch of, uh, like, Black Horse Brewery um, that's helping. We have... Let me think, uh, Wisconsin Metals, uh, a company out of Wisconsin that is helping Knoxville, Tennessee, uh, which is pretty cool because uh, they have someone here that's going to be, uh, that is helping with our hike. And so they, they wanted to come out and uh, sponsor. My company uh, that, that I own is one of our sponsors. And, um, you know, it's, 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 we're really showcasing a lot of local companies well, that's what I like mean, your, right? I mean, this is a local that? thing. This is a Knoxville thing, a local thing. Yeah. So it must be exciting to see all that local engagement and support for what you're doing. Yeah. Um, we also have like this uh, coffee and chocolate company. They're going to be providing breakfast. Uh, we're, we're, we're in talks with uh, Sweet Peas Barbecue. I mean, they're, they're famous for their barbecue. Um, you know, that's not set in stone, so I don't want to make any promises, but we are in talks with them. Um, but you know, I think, I think Knoxville, like I said, I hope it, I hope that, you know, when people come to this hike, they're going to say that was the best hike of Tennessee. That's my goal. It's a, just a personal thing. You know, I just want, want, you know, everybody's ending impression of all the hikes to have Knoxville at their number one list. Nice, nice, nice. Well, um, it's just exciting to see because each city in Tennessee is different. And, you know, I, I, I've told every one of the coordinators, I've, I've drove through Tennessee a couple of times. And first of all, it's a long drive, one. Yeah. And two, the state really changes, not just a little bit like some states, but 
changes dramatically as you go from Memphis through Nashville into the eastern part. So it's, it's, it's exciting to see that, that Tennessee really came together and made this happen during all the challenges of COVID-19. Right. And I wish nothing but success with um, yeah. getting this off the ground, man. Man, uh, w- one thing I want to mention to anybody that's going to watch this, you know, if you're coming in from areas like Florida, check out the Allegiant Air flight. Man, you can get a round-trip air ticket through Allegiant Air for like 100 125 bucks right now. I mean, it's like 50, 60 bucks one way. It's super, super, super cheap. And uh, I mean, for all the guys down in Florida, and I mean, also, also just see if there's, if you have an Allegiant Air, see if they come to Knoxville. Um, Because I mean, that's probably going to be your most inexpensive way to get here. Um, But I encourage people to go ahead and plan ahead and get your hotel reservations now because it is game day that day. And a lot of, you know, with the, with the football going on, um, you know, the rooms are going to get booked up fast. And so I encourage everybody to go ahead and get that hotel set up now. Hotel Airbnb. I mean, yeah. <laughs> your camper. Because, <laughs> well, I mean, the, the, they, they believe in that football there, right? I mean, the volunteers. Oh man. I mean, Knoxville, uh, the Volunteers, uh, Neyland Stadium at one time was the biggest stadium. I mean, it holds like 102,000 fans. Like most of your most of your NFL stadiums only hold about 50 or 60,000. And so, I mean, when, when you go into the stadium, I mean, it's just electrifying. It's so, so much noise. It's so crazy. I mean, it's amazing experience. Um, but, you know, with that, you know, all your hotels get booked up. You know, I mean, parking becomes an issue. Quickly, you know, man. traffic traffic yeah. is going to be a little bit busy, all that. Well, this is very exciting. I mean, I really enjoy getting to talk with each one of the Tennessee coordinators. And uh, I'm going to wrap it up with talking with Andrew Farr, who's the Tennessee state coordinator for Irreverent Warriors. But, you know, first of all, it's amazing how you serve the military, you get out, and you, you come across this weird, crazy thing where – there's people in silkies and, you know, boots or shoes walking, having a good time and have yeah. this change each one of your lives. So as we close this down, I think it's kind of what I want to close with. What, what has a reverent warriors done for you that makes you excited to do this now in the future, Jesse? Man, it, it, it gives, it gives me hope that, you know, we're reaching people through this community that may need some help and may, may, you know, build those relationships with people um, that, you know, are struggling with whatever they're struggling with, um, you know, that we're there for them. You know, that's the biggest thing for me is to, you know, end 22, the whole, you know, and, you know, help prevent veteran suicide. And, you know, if, if, if everybody, if anybody ever needed to reach out to me, you know, I, you know, look me up on Facebook. I'm, I'm there you know awesome awesome so folks the the hike is october 17th in knoxville tennessee jesse hall my guest is the uh, knoxville coordinator uh people can go to the website right uh, yeah you warriors. can go yeah reverentwarriors.com um sorry i keep on keep on getting some phone calls reverentwarriors.com uh reverentwarriors.com is the easiest way just scroll down to october 17th um, 
and uh, <laughs> sorry, and um, click the link and it will give you all the information. Also on Facebook, you know, we're on uh, Irreverent Warriors Knoxville. Uh, we have our own page. So that's another one way to find me or just private message me individually. You know, I mean, I can get you get you where you need to go. Well, you know, Jesse, I know folks are already looking forward to 2021 uh, with the Reverend Warriors and uh, the whole Tennessee crew getting going. I just want to thank you for your time because I believe now more than ever, uh, this kind of, you know, engagement is, is, is not only, it's not a luxury anymore. It's, it's, it's a need. Yeah. So I got to see that in Nashville and, and listen, listen, folks, he's not just, you know, talking the talk here. When I got to hike with him for a little bit, the whole energy level came up. So it's going to be a good time. It's going to be a good time. Man, uh, man, you know, the, uh, you know, getting out there with everybody, I'm so excited for, you know, I, I want to give a sh real quick shout out to my co-coordinator, Candy uh, Bobic. And Andrew Farr uh, has been a huge help with our, uh, he's our Tennessee regional and, uh, you know, just couldn't be more thankful to have such a great team. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, folks, you've heard it here first, you know what to do, get on riverwarriors.com, find the Knoxville hike, get signed up, get planned up. It's going to be a great time. I want to thank Jesse for uh, coming on and talking with me. I want to thank all the, the uh, Tennessee uh, coordinators for taking their time to talk with me. And uh, I hope for nothing but the best for you, my man. And I appreciate it. And uh, thank you for having me on. Enjoyed it.